Welcome to Medified, a podcast about web dev and tech news that piqued my interest. I'm your host, Richard, and I'm looking forward to this episode. Have you heard about Expo SDK 48? It was recently released and it includes React Native 0.71.3. If you're like me and find yourself getting frustrated with slow debugging, you'll be happy to know that Hermes is now the default JavaScript engine replacing JavaScript core. And debugging is now therefore significantly easier with this new engine. If you're working on Android apps as well, you'll be happy to hear that the compile SDK version and target SDK version are both set to API level 33 across all Expo modules. This is well in advance of the 1st of August requirement for new app submissions and the 1st of November requirement for new app updates. It's always a good idea to prepare in advance. In some other news, Expo Image is now also available. It's a cross-platform React component that loads and renders images and it supports modern image formats. This is great news if you're looking for an alternative to React Native's image component or React Native Fast Image. Expo Router, a file system-based routing API that we also talked about in a recent episode of Minified, has also been released. It's built on top of React Navigation and makes adding new routes as easy as creating a file in your project directory. There are a bunch of other new features and improvements such as support for right-to-left languages in Expo Go and support for typed array in Expo Crypto and a bunch of new commands for the EAS build that help with re-signing IPA files and downloading, installing and running simulators from the command line. Check out the link blog post for more info. The new West Next.js 13.2, the latest update to this popular React-based framework, is upon us. In this update, we get several new features, including major improvements to the app router for greater stability. So let's dive in and explore these new features. One of the main new features is the built-in SEO support with a new metadata API. This new API allows you to set static and dynamic meta tags easily. It helps improve your application's performance and serving pre-rendered HTML content can improve search engine indexing. The new metadata API is simple, composable, and designed to be compatible with streaming server rendering. You can define common metadata attributes in your root layout for the entire application and merge metadata objects together for other routes in your application. It supports both dynamic as well as static metadata with all options available, including the ability to provide your custom ones. Another great feature of Next.js 13.2 is the custom route handlers. Route handlers allow you to create custom request handlers for a given route using the web request and response APIs. They support both Edge and Node.js runtime seamlessly. And once again, they include support for streaming responses. Route handlers use the same route segment configuration as pages and layouts, so they support long-awaited features like general purpose static rendering and revalidation. Lastly, this update includes MDX for server components. For those of you who don't know, MDX is a superset of Markdown that lets you write JSX 
directly in your Markdown files. With 13.2, you can now use React components inside Markdown, server-side only. If you're interested in learning more about these new features or want to update to Next.js 13.2, check out the Next.js website or view the API reference for metadata, route handlers, or MDX. Let's move on to some Deno news. 1.31 has been released and it's loaded with some great new features and changes. First off, package.json support is now available. This feature makes Deno even more accessible, allowing developers to easily transition from existing node projects. Deno will now automatically detect package.json and use it to install and resolve dependencies. With this, you can also run project-specific scripts defined in the script section with the deno task command. It's important to note that support for scripts is currently limited to simple scripts, but the team is working on adding support for more complex programs in upcoming releases. The node API is now stabilized, which means the unstable flag is no longer needed when using npm packages that rely on node API. This is a huge step forward for compatibility and should make it easier to use a wide range of packages in Deno without issues. In addition to this, the compatibility layer for Node.js is now embedded directly in the Deno runtime itself, instead of being provided using a collection of polyfills implemented in user-led code in Deno standard library. This move should significantly improve the performance of Deno applications and enable the Deno team to more easily support and enhance the runtime's compatibility with Node.js. Another cool feature in this release is that NPM specifiers are now supported in remote modules, which means that importing a remote module that depended on an NPM package no longer requires the aforementioned unstable flag. To upgrade to Deno 1.31, simply run Deno Upgrade if you already have Deno installed. If you're installing Deno for the first time, you can find the installation instructions on the official Deno website. Recently, we have also got some exciting news about web containers. For a bit of a backstory, in 2021, StackBlitz announced a new operating system called Web Containers, which basically enables Node.js to run entirely inside the browser. Millions of developers have used web containers every month through the StackBlitz editor and other applications that are powered by web containers. Fast forward to recent days, the Web Container API is now available for public use. This API allows headless access to web containers, giving developers the flexibility to build their own applications on top of this neat piece of tech. So, what can you build with Web Container API? the possibilities are endless. For example, you could create interactive coding tutorials, production-grade web IDEs, AI applications that run entirely inside your browser, and low-code or no-code environments. The key features of the Web Containers API include an in-browser file system, a development server, and an OJS command line. This provides a new level of flexibility, scalability, and performance for web applications. If you're interested in trying it out, head over to webcontainers.io and check out the Getting Started Guide. 
If you are super hyped about it, you can also join the growing community of developers on their Discord channel. Thanks for tuning in to Minify. If you like what I do, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. Catch you later.